My name is Jamie Piles. I joined Samaritan in December of 1996. We were homeschooling our kids and we were already thinking outside the world's box, if you will. And I saw a little tiny classified ad about this new kind of idea I'd never heard of before. My first reaction was, that's the kind of thing that we would do, isn't it? And so I finally called the number, talked to them, and the more I asked them questions, the more I liked their answers. Gold, hallelujah. Oh, that's that, right. That, where, where's the stinger? Yeah, hold where's on. The stinger? I, I got you. I'm a... Tripology. Yeah. No, 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 no. Silver, hallelujah. Gold, hallelujah. There you go. That's, that's what I'm getting at. You'll understand here in a minute. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politics on the Fight Life Feast Network. Pastor Toby Chuck Knox. I'm the water boy. And we got our brother Jim in the studio. He's actually a, kind of a corporate partner uh, sure. what we're doing. We'll talk more about that here in a minute. Just a reminder this year, our Fight Life East Conference is at the Ark Encounter in Kentucky on the Politics of Six-Day Creation. It's October 11th yep. through the 14th. The Politics of Six-Day Creation is the difference between a fixed standard of justice and a careening standard of justice. The difference between the corrosive relativism that creates mobs and anarchy that we're living in and the freedom of objectivity, truth, and due process. The Politics of Six-Day Creation establishes the authority and the sufficiency of God's Word for all of life. From what is a man? What is a woman? When does human life begin? How is human society best organized? Come here, Ken Ham, Pastor Doug Wilson, Dr. Ben Merkel, Dr. Gordon Wilson. We have uh, Michael Foster, Joe Rigney. Mm -hmm. um, I'll be giving a talk. Um, and we have a live cross politics show on Saturday afternoon on Christian nationalism. So mark your calendars for October 11th through the 14th as we fight, laugh, and feast. We're kicking everything off with beer and psalms. Our amazing lineup of speakers. By the way, you can you can bring your whole family to beer and psalms. It's not like an adult only kind of thing. That's right. Like, have, There's jumpy castles there, yeah, not like, for the adults. That's yeah, not for the yeah, adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a well. bunch. Of, <laughs> except for Knox. Yeah. Um, there's there's like juice and and snacks and yep. stuff for the whole family. Yep. So just come on out. And even if you're one of those teetotaler types, you, you're welcome. Just come on out. You don't don't have to even. You don't have to protect. We got it. It's totally you don't fine. have to touch it. Um, we root got beer. root beer. Yeah, root beer. Maybe there you <laughs> go. Um, we and we have the talks throughout the week. There's also some um, chunks of time um, reserved for going to visit the, the Ark Creation Museum, and the Creation the Art Museum. Encounter. We got the Pre Business Makers Conference. Oh yeah, don't forget the Pre. We got the after party on Thursday night. We got a, um, some of this. If you don't sign up for our email, you're going to miss a lot of this stuff. So actually, go and, and that's actually important for what we're going to do with here, Jim. Too. Uh, go to fightlefteast.com or go to crosspolitics.com. Sign up for our email so list so you know what's going don't on. Miss because anything. Because there's a pastor's lunch and that's free. Um, yeah, someone a generous donor pays for that for the pastors, so that way Christians and church leaders can network within yeah. at our conference. And then we got a business lunch on Saturday. We got stuff like that going on. So there's all sorts of uh, fun little yeah. side projects going on, yeah. or fun little side opportunities. Uh, and don't the forget and everything. the petting zoo where we're all going to watch Knox ride a camel. Where it's a fundraising event for yeah, yeah. yeah. cross politic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you excited about that? Right? It's, oh, right. it's for Knox okay. Educational Fundraising or yeah, something. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, we're really grateful. Do you want to go to war? Because we could go to war. I'm for real. I'm for we're real. We're grateful to have with us on the show today Mr. Jim Hunter. Uh, Jim Hunter is from Yuri Brito's Church down yeah. in Pensacola, Florida. Mm -hmm. Providence Church in Pensacola. By the way, if you're from the Pensacola area, that's a great church to check out. Does he know you're here? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's watching right now, really closely. He's oh, yeah. watching really closely. Okay. Yeah, we know how Yuri is. Don't say anything dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, uh, Jim previously worked on the board for Chronicles Magazine uh, for 10 years. That's correct. 96 to 2006. We were just talking before the show. Uh, Chronicles Magazine uh, recently published Pastor Doug Wilson. And then um, this last week, actually, Stephen uh, Wolf had an article on the rise and decline of 
uh, kind of the Young Restless Reform movement. Good uh, article. So uh, check out Chronicles Magazine. And uh, you're the CEO of Alps Precious Metal Group. Correct. And so thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Pleasure uh, to be uh, here. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm slightly shocked that you haven't been scared off yet. But yeah. uh, <laughs> He's been here for a couple days, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And actually, I want to uh, just kind of preface this conversation because we're going to be talking about like investing, economy, okay. gold, stuff like that. Um, one of the reasons you know, why we kind of create our corporate partnership program is because we really want to bring people who are doing good things in the economy, Christian businesses who are doing good things in the economy that, that hopefully will serve our audience well. Mm-hmm. Um, and any kind of like, particularly Jim, the conversation we're fixing to have with Jim is actually really relevant to what's going on in our economy. I mean, interest rates are high, you know, um, Biden's still president. He's still asleep. Um, you know, the, the gas prices are high. All these, you know, there's a number of factors where it looks like we might be turning into some sort of recession. Yeah. And so, well, what do you do? Uh, how do you, you know, David Bonson's had some great advice for our audience, right? When yeah. things get difficult, work harder. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so, uh, I want, I, I'm actually learning about this as we were talking, as, as I was coordinating the show with Jim, kind of learning about gold, investing in gold and stuff like that. And uh, and so that's that's kind of the idea behind yeah. the show is actually just a, a good conversation that I thought would be really good for our audience as we yeah. kind of look to the next year, two years, three years of what might happen yeah. in our economy and how we should be thinking about our money. So so given this context, Jim, and given your work at Alps Precious Metals, um, what what is your advice for people? Um, you know, what what do you think people should? Be, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of different things people should be doing, but maybe given particularly your area expertise, what should people be doing? Sure. So if 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 you had to say what is the one investment that we know has been uh, a part of the world that the Lord has given us from the beginning, yeah, uh, I, I would argue that is gold. Mm. And what is? And then you have to ask the question: what What is gold? But let's go back to the first. What's the first instance that we know of where gold shows up? Genesis chapter two, Genesis verses two. ten through twelve. Yeah. The rivers flow out of Eden, one of its Pisai, and when it goes to Havilah, and there is gold in that land, and the gold of that land is good. Right. Okay, so why is the Lord letting Adam and then through Moses' pen? Why are we told that? I, I think it matters, and you can indirectly make some uh, pretty good uh, uh, conclusions from that. Gold is the standard uh, throughout the uh, throughout the proverbs. Throughout you know, uh, the uh, Solomon has tons of gold. Yesterday in, in Doug's sermon, he referred to gold twice when he's talking about well, that's the gold standard, or that's right. the you know, it's it it is part of uh, of our our of our being that that is that that's what our standard is. Then if we want to talk about why would it why would you want it as an investment? Uh, my background is also I was um, in the sales and trading part of institutional Wall Street for most of my career, okay. which is correl- directly correlated to why I'm doing this now, okay. having, having seen the way that engine works. Um, ask yourself this question, and we can talk about lots of different reasons why one might want to own gold. But the number one reason I would uh, proffer would be, look, tell me in the largest investors in the world, whether it's sovereign wealth funds, the Saudis, Singapore, Norway, or if it's the central banks, China, uh, Japan, the United States, all the European countries, what's their number one asset outside of the real estate holdings they have? Physical gold. Wow. The United States of America has 8,300 tons of gold in Fort Knox. Current uh, market value is something like a half trillion dollars. 
Mm-hmm. So the Chinese report, um, you know, in terms of their their data is accurate. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, they yeah. report. Uh, my guess is, and and others in the industry would guess, it's probably ten times what they say it is. So they're they're claiming they have like uh, eighteen hundred tons. Uh, my guess is more like fifteen thousand. So wow. forget every other argument. Why do I not get on the same side of the trade as this as the largest investors in the world? And that is also inclusive of the largest. Fan, uh, there's a term called a family office. So what what does that mean? It just simply means if you if if God blesses you with enough wealth, or perhaps in some cases curses you with enough wealth, yeah, um, that you don't need all the. You, you'll have your own internal lawyer. You'll have your own internal uh, uh, CIO. And you do that from within the office. Those families globally, absolutely all of them have some sort of, uh, well, and let me back up, not all of them. Uh, if you look in European families and uh, and non-U.S. families, almost all of them have a material position and goal. What's mm. material mean? Five to 10% of their net worth, something mm. on, those, okay. on those lines. So, so that's a, the introductory yeah. rationale. That, that's helpful. So um, uh, why, you know, right now, um, you know, investing in real estate, you know, you know, all the, with all the options out there, mm-hmm. like why in, invest in gold? I've, that's something I've never done. I know sure. um, I've had family members invest in silver, um, but, uh, you know, I've never even really thought about it seriously. Right. Um, you know, why? Well, again, ask yourself, why are these the, the biggest and investors in the world why are they involved in that trade what's the what's the reason and the reason is if if we simply look at uh, financial history since the united states became the biggest baddest dude on the street which is let's call it post-world war one uh-huh. um, we have had three major uh, three crisis decades i'll call them it was the 30s the 70s and the 2000s well what's common between the three of those is it inflation no, it's not inflation. The 70s had inflation, but the 30s didn't, and the, and the 2000s didn't either. What were the 30s? That was a de- deflationary period. Mm-hmm. What were the 2000s? You'd call that disinflation, or there wasn't, it wasn't really an issue. All right, well, wait a second. Why, does, why is gold having its best decades in those three? Well, m- my argument would be it's, it's periods of chaos. Mm-hmm. When the United States becomes the uh, global power, and if we're going to go back in history, look at the Romans, look at the the Spanish, look at the Brits, or whoever you want to pick out. Yeah. When things start going haywire is when you start seeing the, the that natural tendency to go back to what do I know works always in every every society, every race, every creed, every continent. Gold, you can take. I can take a, a gold bar or gold coins today and go to every continent on the earth, and I can set up a uh, financial account against when it's I, like I Bitcoin, except for the fact that Bitcoin <laughs> is not a tangible asset. Right, 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 that, right. That, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And yeah. I'm not, and I'm not a you know anti Bitcoin. No, I'm no. not an anti crypto. Yeah. I, yeah. I think crypto is screaming with a megaphone to get out of fiat currencies. That's yeah. what that's telling you that there's right. something inherently wrong with the well, i don't care if it's the pound the yen the euro the dollar yeah. fill in the blank mm-hmm. cryptos are telling you we don't trust That's this right. so um uh the, the the gold is 
thirties were thirties. You have the depression. You have the you have the Dust Bowl. You have the rise of of, of Hitler in World War II. In the seventies, Nixon reneges on our, the American promise. One of the worst things this country's ever done in ter- in those terms is just yeah, we were just kidding. What do you mean you're just kidding? We we you were supposed to be able to take a dollar, bring it to the treasury, and they would pay, hand you over gold. Right. But Charles de Gaulle figured that out. And he realized that because we were blowing ourselves up in the Vietnam War, he's like, oh, well, I don't want these dollars. I'm going to take them. So he set a destroyer sitting out in Washington, D.C., waiting to wave in the gold. And John Connolly, the treasurer at the time, and Nixon said, uh, well, we're just not going to do that. So you, you renege on your promise. Nixon resigns. Mm-hmm. We have helicopters on top of the Saigon embassy. Yep. Carter, Malays, and then we look like the Keystone Cops in the late 80s trying to get the hostages out of Iran. Mm. What does gold do? It goes from $35 an ounce to nearly 800 at the first part of the 80s. The um, that, So I've given you the 30s, the 70s. What's the yeah. 2000s? Planes hit the towers at, at um, 9-11. Mm-hmm. Enron blows up. Worldcom blows up. Then um, the the asset that can never go down, U.S. home prices go down, and we go to a, a place that also was a driver for why I started this business. Um, Goldman, Citibank, all those guys should every right. last one of them should be out of business if right. they played by the rules. All of us have to play by. Right. Yeah. So I gave you three decades, three periods of chaos. Right. And what's the shining uh, asset? It's gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so is that, uh, um, this is more of a historical question, maybe just broadly, we've gone off the gold standard, but it sounds like what you're saying in terms of all these major nations still investing heavily in gold, um, gold is still acting kind of like a backstop for, for our economies. So we're not, again, it's, it's not one for one anymore. So we've gone off the standard, but it sounds like you're saying part of the reason why we're kind of we can go off the standard and not everybody immediately freaks out and, and everything collapses because they know, well, there's still a lot of gold behind this as well as other assets behind this. And so that allows it kind of, is it propping up the, the fiat currency? Well, it's first of all, who's, who's been the buyer of physical gold say over the last 20 years, it's not the United States. We haven't, we haven't added an ounce to our, okay. uh, our uh, declared, um, uh, reserve, but um, w- when I was um, uh, right right before we started this firm, I went to um, Europe and I uh, was doing a due diligence trip, talking to some of the banks over there. Lloyd's of London insurers that that's a key part of what this is. But my last stop, excuse me, was at the um, Zurich Airport, and uh, and I went to the south part of the Zurich Airport is uh, is a company called Renus Logistics, and this old German was there and. He was my last interview, and I, uh, Mr. Randa, yes, it's, it's amazing. I've been here at this airport for many, many years, and it used to be. Whenever, uh, for every plane that would fly out with gold, we would have one that would come in. Now, we have one plane that flies in with gold that goes to stay at our our uh, uh, reserve, and uh, we have five that fly out. Wow. And those five are going to China, and they are going to Saudi Arabia. Hmm. Who's buying? The Chinese are buying, the Russians are buying, huh. and, the, and and what did we just get through with last week? The BRICS conference. And, the, and Brazil, mm-hmm. Russia, India, China, and South Africa, and now all these other countries 
Now, does that mean the dollar is going to blow up tomorrow? Absolutely not. If you look at world trade, in fact, the dollar's actually increased in world trade over the last couple of uh, years. Euro's down big time, but the dollar, yeah, uh, dollar right. but I'm just telling you, if we look at things in the margin, if you look at it and go, okay, what is, which, what is, which way are we going? Yeah, well, how's it trending? And it's trending away from the dollar and towards what the BRICS are doing and what the BRICS are absolutely doing, what they have been doing is buying physical gold and it will be part of what they have in mind. Okay, why, why, so, aren't, why aren't we, if we can see that, why aren't we buying gold be, in America? Because we are the smartest people in the room. <laughs> when you got the smartest people in the room that uh, think that, look, that's passe, that was a long time ago, we don't, we're not doing that anymore. That, and and I would tell you that's New York and Washington. The, the, the guys that run that run this show right now, they believe they're the smartest people in the room. And that, you know, but to your point, I, I think it's absolutely, is it the fail safe? It's absolutely the fail safe. If, if all these best laid plans of mice and men don't work, uh, let gold's price actually fly. Don't do anything in the futures markets. Don't do London, New York. Okay, buddy, buddy system. I'll swap it to you. You swap it to me, and that way, that way, we keep a lid on the price. Let that price go, and and you've got a fail safe. But I'm just telling you, in terms of who's yeah. go, go to go to Goldman, go to Morgan Stanley, go to uh, J P Morgan. They're like, no. well, and they're probably the same reason. Um, you know, I mean, why are we pumping our military full of women and yeah. and trannies? Yes. Why Why are we so that we're not military ready at all? Why, right? why are all our because we're the smartest why, ones in the room? Why are all our, <laughs> yeah. why are all our yeah. corporate companies go, yeah. doing all these DEI ESGs policy and all ESG and, and stuff? Uh-huh. Well, because we think we're the smartest people in the room, Correct. and we are arrogant Correct. and full of hubris. Well, and that's uh, you know, it's interesting when we were talking offline earlier. Um, one of the things that he started talking about is like Christians need to be anti-fragile with their investments and stuff like that. Right. And there's something, it, and and maybe this is, you know, when I've looked at gold, like I, when I, when Tucker was on Fox, like every other commercial, I was going to talk was, about that. Yeah, was gold. Yeah. And then there's all these like commercials for like buy these gold coins, invest in this, and that kind of thing. The Trump that's, gold coin almost got me on that one. That's not, <laughs> almost. That's not what. That's not what you're doing. You weren't selling Correct. gold coins. Um, but that to me. Um, I think maybe it was one of the reasons why I never really invested in gold because I always felt like it was a little gimmicky. Yeah. It feels like um, the infomercial. There's like an infomercial that's yes. in your head with yeah, gold. Like, yeah, what are you tricking me? So what's yeah. the difference here? Yeah, so talk, talk about the gimmicky and then talk about, you know, kind of your anti-fragile. Um, Should I bought that Trump gold coin? Should, uh, no. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> no, All right. no. You're right. All right. Hey, 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 man. All right. No, the – and this is one of the biggest um, hurdles that the industry has to clear – if you if if we looked on the internet right now, I could show you 10, 15, 25 different online gold. You know, we we are the best. Da 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 da. Uh, and if and if you'll notice, all the traffic is trying to push you to the coin. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because the coin has the widest bid offer spread, and the and the dealer is going to make the most money on that trade. Mm. I'm not telling you they're they're always bad. They're not always bad. And sometimes the So the Trump on, coin might have been might have, maybe might have been. <laughs> Trump coin, yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> Got some eBay value though. <laughs> <laughs> eBay it value. was collector. One thousand out of uh you know two hundred million. <laughs> <That's exactly laughs> <what they say. laughs> but but that that's where they're gonna want to that's where the industry wants to push you mm. as it is today. You know, we'll drive down the street and like 
we buy gold, right? Okay, yeah. well, these are this is pawnbrokers and 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 guys that are, you know, I'll buy it from you for five hundred. I'm going to turn around and sell it for two thousand, mm-hmm. right. right? So that's where that's where all the nonsense is, and that's and the where, coinage, yes, okay, and, and that's where all the that's why the industry gets a terrible name. But again, and is it, is it because like oftentimes they're almost pitched as like a collective coin, correct? So there's like this artistic heartstring, um, you know, so where. Um, uh, you know, Knox might not be excited about a Biden gold coin, right? But then you pitch a Trump gold Things coin are to him. Bad, though. <laughs> but then you pitch a Trump gold coin to him, and he's like, "Wow, that's if that's fun. Yeah. I want to own that." Is yeah. it is it is it part of like this kind of artistic collective nature of the coin that's that's playing at your strings too? Yes, I mean you'll. I mean, there's like what is called the numismatic coins, which are you know who designed them, what year were, were they made, how many were made, all that. But all that's collectible stuff. And again, it's that's a market. There's a market for the Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and there there are markets for that. But that's a different discussion from why why do you want to have it as part of your uh, why a Christian family or a Christian institution wants to have it as part of this is part of our core strategic investment. Mm -hmm. Now that's now we're going now we're going to buy gold kilos. Or and those are right today. They're sixty five thousand dollars per kilo. Now, is that one bar? One bar. One, gar- one, one bar, bar is less. It's smaller than that. Wow. So and and in terms of the refined gold in the world, we could probably put the refined gold all of it in the world. Uh, you know, on this easily on this block. And huh. and and again. Why does it have what? What in the world? What's the why? What? And again, I think it goes back all the way to the second chapter of Genesis, mm-hmm. and then well, look how mankind's gone forward, and boom. Okay, so what are you doing? Like you aren't doing the gold coin thing. Um, I, I mean, we do. I, I sell gold coins again. Mm-hmm. It Trump depends ones? on <laughs> not Trump ones. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sorry. Trying. I'm just. I'm just okay, <laughs> Although I have heard there's a chocolate Knox gold coin. Ooh. Oh man, I'm in on that one. <laughs> Who's gonna make a collector edition of uh, cross politics? <laughs> but uh, so, I mean, they're apropos depending on what is the reason. Depends on who I'm talking to, and to our. And I'm sure there's some of uh, those watching, listening today. That are like, well, you know, we're we're fixing to go Mad Max, yeah, right. And yep. as soon as we go Mad Max, I need to have gold and silver coins. Mm-hmm. Now, I might have a discussion with that guy and say, I really don't think that's where we're going. Shoot. But if you know, if if, <laughs> if we are going there, if we are going there, then yeah, you you might want to have this. I you'd rather have a can of tuna fish if we're really going Mad right. Max, right? But I but I can I can get my arms around why, mm-hmm. but, but if if it if someone was to ask me, do you think uh, it's really going to get that bad? Um, as we at dinner the other night, I told you, I've um, Yuri yeah. Brito asked me, um, Jim, you came in here as a reformed Episcopalian, and you were uh, a millennial, and you're not communing every Sunday, and you're you're paedo baptism, but you know, have, has anything changed at all? And I said, well, I have certainly become much more. Post millennial, although I keep the eyes, so I call myself an Italian um, uh, eschatology, and that is I'm a post millennial. And so it's what I say to those guys: Look, if we're post millennial, we're generally optimistic. Yeah. Then, then no, you're. 
are we going to buy gold forever and ever and never uh, be short gold at all or at a zero? We'll probably never be at zero, but I can absolutely imagine a time when you would sell that position. Mm-hmm. Say, in 1933, when when the stock market had dropped 90%, and you can buy, now they're paying you a 6% dividend, and you're only buying six years into the future in terms of the price, uh, of the price you're buying. Same thing was true in 1982. You're supposed to sell and, and, mm. buy, and buy stuff, but not now. I mean, Apple's a great company. Apple will continue, they continually amaze in how they, the products they put out that innovate. And yet, am I supposed to buy those guys at, at 30 times earnings? I'm supposed to extrapolate right. 30 times in years in the future that they're going to keep, and, and no competitor will, will arise. I, to me, that doesn't make any sense. Right. And the guy Plus we have fascism. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So then, how do you do this? So you know, I guess the question is: Let's say that. I mean, how much money do you need to get started? I, I, there's kind of all kinds. Because sixty-five thousand. I saw the one. If you want one bar, at least. I heard about that. But I'm wondering if it's like okay. So does a family go in and say, guys, let's raise sixty-five k? Or there's entry levels into this? I mean, sure. they weren't selling those Trump coins for that much. I just right. want you to know right, that. Right, 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 right. Um, <laughs> so, I, I, how do you get started? And what levels can you? Uh, what's the entry? Level. The entry level can be very, very small. And the first question to ask is, wait a minute, what if I'm a family and I've got X amount of net worth? Well, what's the number supposed to be that that you would recommend? Jim, what would you recommend it would be in terms of percentage of your net assets? And that answer is 10% plus or minus five. If you are more, uh, the more cautious you are, the larger that percentage is going to be. Is that just a general Yes, and, and where well, I'm, where I'm coming from with that is, go back to pre when we are are in the gold standard, pre Fed, go to go to rich guys' houses in in New York or wherever you want to go, and they all have a like an internal safe, and in that safe they kept their gold and silver. I mean, they didn't think about it. In 1933, in the in the heart of the worst of the depression, FDR uh, called in. All Americans that had gold, they had to turn their gold in on penalty of, of really? getting arrested. Yes. Really? What, what is this? Whoa. What? Communist country? What is this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that funny? That was 100 years ago. Wow. Uh, are, you, are you guys aware of this? I mean, it, uh, No, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. 1933. I mean, I knew FDR was bad. Oh, but. yeah. He was a real bad guy. Yeah. And, so, and uh, it's one of the first things you did, executive order, turn the gold in. And, of course, what did he do? He, as soon as they waved it all in, then they... Now it's in the government coffers, and they raised the price. So right. it, it helped them on their on the government problems. Right. But the but the question is, why did he do it? The why was because it was so ubiquitous in as a every American had it. Yeah. Of course mm. they had it. Yeah. Now fast forward to today, is that something we need to worry about? Absolutely not. Yeah. I don't got any gold. Uh, outside of outside of the government, the central banks, some of the sovereign wealth funds that I mentioned, and I a a. a Global families around the globe that are already there in terms of wanting to. I mean, you talk it most uh, middle class wealthy families I talk to are at zero um, allocation. Yeah, and and so and you're what's fascinating to me is that you're not playing the futures game with gold. You're actually um, when people invest uh, with you, it's actually they're buying into gold bars. They're physical buying into, gold coins or bars, correct. and you guys have a vault. 
where you keep all the gold for your clients, or you could even like ship the gold to them. That's correct. Whatever, whatever they prefer. It's the the question is, what? what I didn't how, know I could like own a gold bar. Well, yeah. So, so, <laughs> like, so what, I, I come to you with like you know two grand. You just take that thing and shave off a few shavings and put it in a ziploc bag and send it to no, me. How no, are you no, doing no, that? No, what, two, grand, two, two grand. You would buy like a tenth of an ounce coin. Okay. If you wanted to, I, I, I would probably. Uh, especially with the relationship of the price of silver to the price of gold right now, I'd probably have you thousand in silver and a thousand in gold. Oh, you can do silver too. Yes, and silver is silver is more volatile. Yep. It, 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 if you look at it, if gold is doing this, silver's doing this. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, okay? Yeah. so it, so when if you look at the big rallies gold had in the seventies and in the two thousands, silver was three to four or five times what gold did in terms of going up. Mm-hmm. It works in the reverse too, of course. It drops too. Yes, it drops way worse than. Uh, it went, and when we peaked out in um, 2011, gold fell about 45 percent. Silver fell more like 80. So, mm-hmm. so you know, from top to bottom, that's mm-hmm. you just have to be yeah. prepared for that. But, right. but in terms of you know entry points, but let me finish my thought yeah, about, yeah, yeah. about the about the why you do not need to fear FDR right now. FDR, it was a material it was a material take of the government to go get to tell Americans to turn in their gold and make it Ill, illegal to own it. That was reversed by Gerald Ford in seventy five, I think, and you've had a robust gold market since then. But even in the midst of that robustness of the market, it's not it's not ubiquitous like it was in nineteen thirty three. So they ain't worried about that. They're they're worried about derivative exposure of uh, Deutsche Bank to J P Morgan. They're worried about you know yes we've got two hundred fifty thousand in FDIC insurance and we got twenty five billion in capital and it, it it should already be exhausted by what happened on the West Coast earlier this year. Bigger fish to fry than, than, than yeah. going after gold yeah. gold positions. Now. Right. Yeah. So then if I wanted to sell my gold, let's say I bought. Ten thousand dollars worth of gold to sell right. from you. I just bring it back to you. Or how does correct. it? Correct. Okay. You go to me, and or there are a thousand yeah. guys on the on there that would yes. yeah, buy it. Correct. So then, mm. and the, but that and so that, you can either keep the gold in his vault, right. or you can have it shipped to your house. Which what? is again, Correct. I would love to own a gold bar. Actually, and that's now. and that's just priced just on um what what their what the current market value is. That's correct. It's what you buy at and what you sell at. And again, let's go, you know, you were asking me the question, coins or bars or et cetera. It's that bid offer spread is where you're made, where the, where the dealers make their money. Why are they pushing each other the coins? Cause their bid offer spreads like this. And whereas if it's on a bar, it's more like this. They're making more money on the coin per transaction. And because of the fact that most investors are smaller then they're trying to, you know, uh, that's where they want to go. Now, sometimes in some cases, you can understand that silver coin right now is like uh, on average between there. There's six major um, government mints: the United States, Canada, Austria, Britain, Australia, and South Africa. And among the six of those, the uh, silver coin is going to come somewhere like 30, 32 bucks a, a coin. But wait a minute, what's that priced on? It's priced on spot. So what's spot right now? Spot's about 24, 24, 25. Let's call it $24 uh, an ounce for silver. Wait, 24 for spot. Why am I buying the coin at 32? Right. Well, it, it, what you pull out of the earth's crust ain't ready to be a coin. Right. That's got to be, it's got to be shipped. It's got to be refined. It's got to be sent to the mint. It's got to be turned yeah. into a coin and that is distributed to the dealer. So you can follow how, what, 
where yeah. where that bid offer spread goes. Yeah. But then also, if I sell, if 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 I'm a dealer, and I, let's say I was buying it at spot, and I sell gave one silver coin, well that transaction I made six bucks. Okay, well that's not much money. Well, it's a lot of money in terms of the markup from where I own it and where I sold it to him. Right. And once I, and if I get into any sort of size, again that's why the dealer community wants to push you that way. And again, sometimes you should. I'm not saying it's just uh, they're all bad. I'm just saying just what I say to all my guys, keep your eyes wide open, understand what you're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. If you buy this, here's where spot is. This is where you're buying it. You're probably going to sell it in next week at 10 bucks off where you just bought it. As long as everybody knows what's going on, mm-hmm. then then you can go forward. Mm-hmm. Um, co- compare, you mentioned earlier, like, you know, if we go Mad Max, you probably want a can of tuna. Right. More than <laughs> like a, co- you know, some gold sure. coins. Right. Um, compare this also to, so in terms of um, um, ability to use wealth is what we're talking about. And right. so there's, there's a the ability to save, right. which is, I think is the advantage you're arguing for here in terms of precious metals, Correct. gold. Um, but usefulness is an, another thing. Um, you know, some argument that um, the value of gold holds. So in that sense, um, useful compare this to like, why not um, uh, land? Why not real estate? Which is one of the, usually the op, um, one of the other major things people would argue for is invest in land. Mm -hmm. Um, Real estate prices go up and down, um, but you can always use land. I mean, you can, you can at least farm, you can at least make some food. um, You can raise some cattle, whatever. Um, Compare contrast. I know maybe somewhat different uses, but um, what are your thoughts on that? Sure. Liquidity is the quick answer. If, if, and I'm 100% behind everything you just said. And and again, I'm not telling someone you got to go. Let's sell everything yeah. and buy eighty percent. It's not necessarily either or. Right? No, you're. It's both and. No, no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah. The, I've got the, I've got the uh, again the the cryptocurrency question. That's intangible, but gold is tangible. Real estate is tangible, and I and I, what I would argue where we're headed, certainly is you know. <laughs> As as Christians who who believe the mandate and and what God made was good, uh, well, the tangibility of that is mm-hmm. is good too. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's liquidity. Yep. I, it takes me a long, long time to sell a piece of land. Usually, right. Usually, land, houses, etc. Gold. Again, I can pick up the phone today and get get five guys to bid on my coins or bars. I see. You know, the thing, I'll finish here. The thing that was uh, really interesting when we were talking earlier too is like we were talking about kind of Christians being anti-fragile. Yeah. Um, you know, not depending on, you can't start your own bank. It's already, I mean, it's pretty hard. It's difficult. It's probably easier to buy a bank than actually start your own right. um, kind of concept. But like the thing I appreciated about gold is that you, if you want to own your own financial infrastructure, you can actually own your own gold right and that's a I, mm. in terms of being like anti-fragile in the economy and the new sure. the, the what's going to happen I, that's a pretty interesting point to me what's the website that we need to go to well my website is uh, alpspmg.com so a-l-p-s-p-m-g.com now on that you're not going to find a, a lot of bells whistles etc you're going to find my three partner firms which are uh, for the those uh, listeners overseas uh, have a partner in uh, the little country of Liechtenstein, Liechtenstein Precious Metals. In the United States, I have two partners: Texas Precious Metals, 
which is in the little town of Shiner, Texas, where Shinerbach uh, oh, beer yep, comes from. There we yes, go. sir. There we go. And then my third partner, and, there, and one of the other pushbacks is, well, you know, you buy gold and you get no income. Why would I want to do that? My third partner is uh, Monetary Metals, and you can own uh, gold and silver at Monetary Metals and lease it out or lend it out for a uh, interest income, which is paid. It's gold on gold, silver on silver. Mm-hmm. Are you taking risk? Absolutely. Are you taking risk when you get a money market return of 5% at the bank? Absolutely you're yeah. taking risk. Uh, what's the risk? What if the bank goes kablamo? And, and, uh, or what if, and this is a... They'll get bailed out, though. <laughs> actually, actually, the, the new term, are you familiar with bail-in law? No. Okay, go to the Dodd-Frank bill and look up and just pull up bail-in the new way this is going to be dealt with is not by bailing out. It's going to be bailed in under the guise of we're not going to have the American taxpayer taken on the chin anymore. Correct. Because what you're going to do is uh, any any um, reserve over 250000 is going to be uh, subject to what the uh, FDIC tells you you're going to get back. Because they're going to, the way you save the banks going forward is bailing in uh, those that have uh, deposits over 250000 Fascism. We need yes. to, we need to track down correct some yes. stuff yes. on it. That's really oh that wow. Is, so la- last thing here. So actually, um, me and Jim are going to do two webinars, and that's why I got to sign up to our email list. So oh can, yeah, we're going to do a webinar because I, I, this has been fascinating to me to learn about all this. But um, September fourteenth at four p.m. Pacific time, and September twentieth at one p.m. Pacific time. Uh, that got to join our email list. We'll send out Zoom links uh, through that. You can there'll be a sign up form to kind of fill out and talk with Jim about. You know, a good solution um, for gold. And of course, if you guys work with Jim, he supports us. And what, what do you need to send me an email so. at to get to join the list? Um, well, you can email contact at fightlaughfeast.com, contact at fightlaughfeast.com, uh, and and just have, uh, you know, mention to my assistants that um, you want to join the webinar on September 14th or September 20th, or we'll send an email out where you can just sign up to. But if so. you have the app, it just be right inside the links for the show. If you have the app, that's when to get the app. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, look at that. The uh, show's it's already done. over. It's it's just, just, just hit my little done. thing. That's okay. The button just did it up by itself. That's okay. okay. Jim, thank you for joining us. Thanks so much. Yes. Yes. Real pleasure. If thank you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until next time, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. Someday it'd be nice. I could. I hope my son is gay. And I hope that Jesus forgives him just like he does the rest of us. Doug Wilson, Moscow minister and columnist with the Idahonian Daily News. The, the question that confronts us is what does it mean in a disobedient culture to be prophetic? There be a place for same-sex couples? Uh, no, no marriage. Even though it's the law of the land in the United States? Uh, just like Roe used to be. We want to turn the world upside down, and you don't turn the world upside down by being nice. I believe that we are in, in this polytheistic, pluralistic moment, and the desperate need of the hour is for our Christian leadership to say, Jesus is Lord, and there is no other. Fear no man.